1: It's Opera Man! We don't need all oh, no education! Oh. We don't need all oh, no thought
2: control law! Oh. No dark sarcasm more oh, in the
0: classroom! Oh.
2: Beautiful!
1: Teacher, leave all those kids alone. No. Hey. Huh? Hey. Why? Hey. Teacher, put a leave mask those on. Those kids alone. No.
2: I thought we were yelling at them for another reason. <laughs> They're not even in school. What are you talking about? Oh,
1: welcome, There's everyone. No Listen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us mm-hmm. on Thoughts That Rock. Your, well, let's not call it favorite. Let's say it's near the top. It's one of many. It's one of many. <laughs> We're going to give you a couple pieces of advice. You're going to ignore it, and you're not going to give us a rating. Let's just get real. <laughs> At all. <laughs> I
2: guess you could throw out the review. That's fine. You know what? The show is still sponsored. We still have people who like us, like Oxum Coffee, which is named after a city in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. Oxum, Ethiopia. What I love about this coffee shop, there's actually a couple of them here in Central Florida. We've had uh, the owner and founder on the show before. Loved this place because uh, they have fantastic coffee, but they also Uh give all of their proceeds. 100% of the profits go back into some sort of a philanthropic initiative. And we love that. They pay their people. They pay their building lease. Yep. But honestly, they're brewing goodness together. If you're looking for a great cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. Oxum coffee when you come into Central Florida, that'd be awesome. I love it. Listen, this podcast is a great way to sort of stock up on
1: those free weekly leadership nuggets. But if you want a deeper dive, Mm -hmm. a customized experience, if you will you should check out Certified Rockstar. This is where Jim and myself come with our edutaining culture and leadership training program mm-hmm. that can be completely customized. We can do it virtually. We can do half day. We can do full day, multi-day. Jim will even move in with you for two weeks. two and a half, two and a half weeks if you're nice. The point is this. There's never been a more important time to make sure your culture of your organization is rocking and rolling. That's they for sure, got to feel it. They've got to believe that they can do more with less because that's what everybody is facing right now. So please go to CertifiedRockstar.com and check out more.
2: And we were kidding before, but honestly, if you do like the show, if you just take a moment to do give it. us a five-star rating and a review, that would mean the world to us. And yep. even more importantly, it helps put some money in the coffers for one of our great charitable partners. Who is that?
1: That is Cannonball Kids Cancer. Yes. We do whatever we can to support them. Every time you download, we donate money to Cannonball Kids Cancer so they can continue to fund treatment for kids who've run out of options. Please go check them out at cannonballkidscancer.org.
2: And we know how busy you guys are, too. I mean, Super we don't take it generally. for granted. We, I bet you there's a, a million things coming at you, and you're trying to figure it out. You're like, geez, how do I prioritize this stuff but still step away to get some leadership? That's right. They're hard to come by. We know that, which is why it doesn't really matter what you're doing right now. You could be, I don't know, taking photos of bottle caps to sell on Etsy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you're churning butter. (laughs) Or or maybe you're finally swapping out your Brett Michaels poster for Joe Exotic. He never is going to make it. Does not really matter to us. We just want to be the half hour you've been looking forward to all week. Let's do this right now, shall we? Quit fooling around.
1: Our guest today is the founder and chief innovation officer of the industry-leading, award-winning influencer marketing agency, Clever. It is Christy Samus. Christy, welcome to Thoughts That Rock.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Listen, we are so excited. We have so many questions for mm-hmm. you. We we know you're going to share some incredible advice with our listeners. But um, for those of you who are interested in Christy's background, it is awesome. You've got to go to the show notes and, and take a look at her full bio. But we're going to touch on a quick, uh, just a quick few highlights. She... Uh, spent some time as a professional blogger, creating the blog Her H E R um, years ago. Ran the internal communications for Walmart.com, making industry history as the first person to create sponsorships between influencers and brands. Need to talk to her about that, right? Uh, Her and her co-founders created the definitive guide on the industry Influencer for Dummies, uh, which was featured on Good Morning America, and they have been listed in several spots on the top women in media. Clever has been listed by Inc. uh, as uh, one of America's fastest-growing companies. In 2017, was named a great place to work. They spearheaded the awesome uh, hashtag BatKid phenomenon that you might be familiar with, a story Christy has shared um, in her TED Talks or TEDx Talks. Uh, now she speaks all over the place. is featured in major trade publications. She's way too cool for this she show. She really is. But um, How did we find her? I, you know, I think we bribed her in some way, shape, <laughs> or form to say yes. But we are incredibly thankful. You know, We do things a little bit differently here. We just want to open the floor to you. What is that incredible piece of advice you'd like to share?
0: On-step rock! The advice... Uh, The life-changing advice I got was, when someone shows you who they are, believe them.
1: Mm. Now, did this come from something bad that happened, (laughs) or was this a different scenario?
0: It was, I mean, to be perfectly honest, it was a bar conversation with one of my friends, and we were just talking Hmm. about relationships and life. Um, And she shared that it was the best advice she'd ever gotten. Hmm. Um, At the time, it was related to dating. But the gist of course, is that and, and we all sort of know this or we've heard this and we've talked about this in pop culture, pop psych but you know we, we can't change other people. we can't make other people be something they're not we yeah. can only we can only you know change or control how we respond to them mm-hmm. and that's like okay, maybe that's not earth-shattering but it's it's so. It, it impacts so many facets of all of our lives, you know, that I would just be happy if you would do things differently. Mm. <laughs> yes. You know, that happens in relationships and marriages, but it also happens in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm so excited to be here and I'm really appreciative of you giving me the opportunity to really think about that and what what that advice means. And if you kind of pull on that thread, I think we, we start to get to why I'm in the work you know, why I'm in the career I'm in, why I'm in the industry I'm in. And the, the, the reality is that we we just want to be who we are and we we respond as humans to other people who are being their authentic selves. Yeah. Um you were talking about the fact that I have pink hair and and I, you know, that's fun. And and that's who I am and and it lets other people be themselves when they're near me, I hope, I think. Um, but, you know, we can talk about this as it pertains certainly to my personal life, but, but I'm, I'm really excited to talk about kind of the fundamentals of influencer marketing. And because I think it, it has a bad rap, I think that people don't, a bad rap, Uh, people don't quite understand all the inner workings of what goes on behind the scenes and, and why authenticity is so super important. Yeah. Um. So that's a lot for me to say. But, you know, that's,
1: That's kind of where we're starting. No, I think it's so, I mean, Jim and I both love this, this thought. Um, I think the challenge, and maybe this is where you can tell us a little bit more about where influencer marketing is right now. You know, they've got sort of a, got caught up in a bad rap uh, for the last maybe year and a half or so with just some falsified information or people spending a lot of money and not getting any return for what they thought. Um, and it brings me back to your thought of when someone shows you who they are, believe them, um, as long as they are being authentic, mm-hmm. absolutely. But I mean, you must have to deal with people whose version of, who they are, <laughs> um, <laughs> could be vastly different from the truth. Is that what you find?
0: Well, that certainly happens. Um, and that's happened you know, when it happens in high profile cases, it's going to get the attention of the mainstream media. And so that's what we hear about. We hear about, you know, the, the high end, the, the models, mm-hmm. the, all the run-ins that the Kardashians and their you know their their crew runs into mm-hmm. um certainly i don't need to go into the inner workings of the fire festival and that that whole mess and, oh yeah yeah you know i mean but my my takeaway from that is that you know influencers were the only thing that worked about the fire festival that's true they got everybody there yeah yep. uh, <laughs> nothing to do with how it was managed but but um so the reality is that um The reason people get so mad about influencers and and influencer marketing is when it seems fake, is when it seems inauthentic, when it is inauthentic, when people um, are essentially lying to their audiences. Nobody wants to be lied to. and, And that's that's when it goes awry. And it goes awry because you want to be able to believe what they're saying. And the whole reason influencer marketing started and be- became an important and and now, you know, just an, an assumed piece of a marketing plan is because, you know, we trust recommendations from people we know. Yeah. We trust recommendations from our friends. If my friend tells me, try this hair color, yes. I'm going to do it. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I guess that's going to be the thread today. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so... I'm going to, I'm going to try that. And, and that, that's something that brands have wanted to be able to get in on since forever. But how can you do that? And then the internet and social media came along and they're like, Oh, well, here are people having real organic conversations. What if they were promoting our brands? And so the long and the short of it is that influencer marketing only works if the people promoting a particular product or, or, you know, sharing information about a product actually believe in it. And it's, pretty easy for audiences to tell when something is being said because they're shilling for a company versus when they actually believe in it. Um, And so despite all of the fanfare around the big names who are clearly getting paid millions of dollars to say whatever, um, that's not the majority of what's going on in the industry and and it's not the majority of how it works.
2: Uh, I'm so glad uh, that when you're, you know, when I first, looked at your thought the, the operative word I think is shows you know when you're talking about when someone shows you who they are believe them versus using you know if they tell you a certain thing and I think you were making exactly. the point you can't say one thing and then do something else because you know then all of a sudden you're going to get caught and and I think probably in my time when I was at Hard Rock most of my stuff was was below the surface mine was all internal I was head of training and development and I think oh, wow. one of the yeah. worst things that that brand could have done is spend millions of dollars on marketing and scream at the mountaintop about how awesome the brand might be only to put people into an environment where it was crap and so Mm -hmm. it really relied now on my world to make sure that all of the hard rockers whether they were staff or managers actually you know that they 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 fit exactly what we were screaming about in the marketing world so you know, I think maybe in, in, you know, you've run the gambit here, you've been an independent blogger, you were the voice of one of the largest companies on the planet, and then you, you now have your own thing here with this, you know, massively successful marketing agency with Clever. Have you had any issues or obstacles to, to being authentic, where maybe you wanted something to happen, but perhaps, you know, not to throw anybody under the bus, but maybe it didn't exactly happen that way for the end user?
0: Well, that's a great question. Um, I, I, we haven't had um, any programs kind of go off the rails because of that. However, the challenge has always been in um, dealing with brands and clients who are relatively new to influencer. And all, all things considered, I know that influencer marketing is still relatively new mm-hmm. in, in terms of making it a legitimate practice. Mm-hmm. Um, we started our agency 10 years ago, and I started working with bloggers from a sponsorship level practically five years before that. So I've been in this space since it was basically born. Um, And, and yet brands still don't totally understand. They've come a long way, but in the beginning, a lot of times the way companies wanted to work with bloggers because they were scared of them. I mean, when it was just bloggers, this was even before Instagram, you know, they were scared. They're like, well, we have spent as you know, to your point, millions of dollars making our logo look a certain way, making our messaging tweaked just perfectly why would I let some random person on the internet, why would I pay some random person on the internet to talk about my brand and maybe say words that I would never say and, <laughs> and not use my, my messaging. And so in the beginning, a lot of brands wanted to give them language to use, like say this about the product. Yes. And we're like, no, <laughs> right. no, for so many reasons you can't do that. Um, And, you know, it's still, it's still a lesson we have to, we're still bringing brands along because it's terrifying for them to hand over the brand keys. essentially, that goes against the last hundred years of brand marketing to like, let some random person on the internet talk about you. (laughs) But, But if they're not allowed to say what they would really say, or say it the way they would really say it, then we go right back to it being not authentic. Right. And then... Audiences either ignore it or get mad about it. So, yeah.
1: so, you know, I, Brene Brown's new podcast that she's come yeah. with in the last few months. Um, I love it. It's fantastic. I love her. She is my spirit animal. She's amazing. Um, <laughs> she is, uh, you know, one of the things that she said early on in her podcast was that uh, she wasn't going to promote any product that she doesn't use. Um, mm-hmm. That was a huge a huge thing for her was that she didn't want to just, take somebody's money because they were willing to give it to her. She wanted to take products that were part of her everyday life that she was, you know, proud of using and confident in and could speak to. Um, And I think that's awesome. And it honestly, it makes you believe every single thing she says, even at a different level. So my question for you, when it comes to influencer marketing with the influencers that you work with, do you bring them Brands that align with the things that matter to them, or how does how does that marriage work between client and influencer?
0: That's a, another great question, um, and I'm really happy you asked it because you know the. If you don't mind me getting a little uh, business philosophical here, love it. Um, no. the, the the challenge we have for anybody listening who's been in marketing, been in advertising. Is that influencer marketing, as I've said, and we'll continue to say only only works if to your point, if the influencers care about what they're promoting and, and it's authentic to them. Um, the problem, of course, is to find that, to find those matches, to find the right influencers for the right brand, for the right messaging takes work and it takes more work than an algorithm can do. Yeah. At the same time especially digital marketers are so used to being able to just press a button and have an ad, a digital ad go everywhere that they're very much in the mindset of, you know, ads are commodities, but influencers aren't ad units. So it's really hard to think about how to scale influencer marketing to the point where it's just, it's press and go, you know, plug and play. I just want Five, you know, I want 15 influencers to talk about this product. I don't care who they are. I just want them to, to do it um, versus, okay, here's a, here's a very specific product. I mean, we deal with all kinds of personal stuff. You know, like we did a program, I, I guess I won't use the brand name, but um, for an ovulation predictor. Hmm. You know, how do you find... You can't just use an algorithm to find people on the internet who are (laughs) trying to conceive. And what are you going to do? You're going to go to a blog and be like, hey, I noticed you just got married. Uh (laughs) Google
1: Trends, searching for (laughs) ovulation. (laughs)
0: Exactly. So, yes, we do. I mean, the, the programs that work, as I said, you know, we are, and of course, I'm coming from a place. It, I'm sort of biased because this is how I work, but I work this way because I believe this is the only way to work. We are very hands-on. Yeah. It is we are a very high-touch um, services business. Not everything in the influencer space is, and that's okay. There's room for all of us, but we take this approach of, wow, okay, how are we going to find people who are trying to conceive and willing to talk about that and and willing to showcase this product and. Um, you know, and, and have, and obviously when that happens, it's, it's, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing about trying to conceive. I'm laughing about one of the recent products we've <laughs> we worked you. with is doggy diapers. So okay. again, yep. That's a thing. That's a product. Um, Heart's product, doggy diapers. And, um, mm-hmm. so again, yes, you have to find the right people and something like that, like random people without pets, aren't going to, I hope say, yes, pay me to write about this product. Right. Um. You have to find people who again who have dogs who might have incontinence problems or mm-hmm. all. I don't know. There's lots of reasons why. Apparently, I've learned there's lots of reasons why you might want a doggy diaper.
1: Yes. White carpet. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um. And so yes. I mean, at the end of the day, it sounds a little silly because we're talking about products. We're talking about things they're going to go to the store and buy. And we're just talking about advertising and advertising you know feels unimportant to us in the in the grand scheme of things certainly now yeah. at the same time it's not going away right. it's always going to be here and i'd much rather try and make it as good and as unyucky and as as you know as authentic as we possibly can make it
1: yeah Yeah. I'm looking back at your thought right now and I, I sort of have carved it up into three areas. So, so the thought is when someone shows you who they are, believe them. So when someone, the someone, um, is really your job of, of finding that someone who is going to be the right person For the client, the shows is really the influencer's job to to. They're going to do it how they're going to do it. You're not going to put words in their mouth. And then the believe really is what the client wants. They want you to believe in that product, in that service, and whatever it is that the influencers are talking about. And so it really is a marriage between all three. You guys have to find the right influencer give them the freedom to share how they want to share authentically. And then um, by doing that, they can create the belief in the product that the client really wants to convey. I, That's I, it. I think it's great.
0: That's. It. Do you want to come do sales for us? That was amazing. Hey,
2: hey, he, well, Brain can sell anything, so that's good. Can you sell doggy diapers? I need to sell a book coming out September 29th. Is what I need to do. Wow. All right. Like that? What a name drop already. Uh, we're like 15 that? minutes in. That hey, was you great. know what? I got to generate I some pre-sales. It. Christy, you and I are going to we're, we're gonna talk. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> yes,
1: that's exactly You're right. right. This a when this discussion. is over,
2: we are going to sidebar. That is for sure. It. Uh, you know, We, we had a uh, previous guest on the show, Jasmine Brain who is a, a community change agent. And, uh, you know, she also, her, her thought was around, you know, does your audio match the visual? And it sort of took the, the same approach as your thought, mm-hmm. basically that brands and people have to be 100% authentic, whether it's in real life or online, it didn't really matter because, you know, people today, especially today, I think, they can smell inauthentic a mile away. Oh my
0: gosh, and, absolutely.
2: And so, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that when, you know, maybe even in your own business, and, and I wouldn't say if you had a client, but certainly when you know for a fact that somebody might be saying one thing and, you know, they're completely doing something else. Or in some of the cases that she was talking about, maybe they've done something five years ago and oops, it, it came back to haunt them because that stuff never goes away. How do how do you handle that?
0: Well, <clears throat> um, you know, we have a very, we personally, well, not personally, me and my business have a very rigorous, uh, vetting process. You do. That's awesome. Um, you have to people first, you know, so there are, there are platforms out there that just scrape the social media and they're like, oh, we have access to 500,000 influencers. We're like, well, okay. But (laughs) what do you know about any of them other than, you know, their, their handles or what their numbers are at this particular, you know, how many followers they have. Um, you have to apply to become part of our network, uh, to begin with. And then, and a human being reviews your application and looks at your content and sees what you're putting out there. And then, um, you know, as we get into certain programs, we, we do do searches, um, especially for folks who are, um, on the larger side, you know, we, we primarily work with what the industry calls micro influencers, but um, you know, when you start to get a little bit bigger then it's a lot easier to, to track your history and to do searches and to find out, Oh, Oh gosh. Okay. This person was arrested five mm-hmm. years ago for, yeah. I mean, we've, ha- we've literally had that <laughs> happen uh, where we had right. to be like, no, you, you can't be in this program. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I think, I think overall influencers um, are savvy and they understand that, and they they try to be pretty, um, you know, they try to be authentic, but they also try to be on their best behavior. Yeah. Um, I do, however, want to kind of segue a little bit and just say that you know, one of the biggest, most glaring issues we have now, which have, of course, come to more, you know, are we're seeing in much starker light in the last few weeks um is how underrepresented specifically black voices have been yep, in the influencer yeah. world. Sure. And you know, when we're talking about what do brands want and who are brands looking for, the the reality is that company I mean, we all know this, but but companies, brands, businesses have just overlooked the spending power. I mean, like if we just want to talk business, they've overlooked the spending power of um African Americans and the African American community like uh, you know, they're overlooked. And so as a result, and I, we, my agency takes full responsibility. We, we tend to under, you know, terribly underrepresent black influencers. Um, and so that's changing too. And that's, that's, that's work we all have to do, but I'm really excited that we are.
2: Yeah. How, how I mean, without maybe going into too many specifics, is sure. there a broad um, way that you're doing that for people that are perhaps listening in the audience, so, you know, cause everybody's got a voice, whether it's, you know, one, one person in the audience, or you've got thousands, how are you going about and, and making those voices heard?
0: Well, um, no, I appreciate the question. I think, I think there's a, there's some very easy, frankly, easy things that we can do now. One is simply, You know, if we if we go to our network, um, you know, we have a a platform, and um, and we go to it, and we're like, here, who fits these criteria? Okay, who fits these criteria Mm -hmm. that the brand have put out? Um, And then we vet, and we provide a list to our clients. We can do right there. We can do much better of making sure that that's equitable, Mm. that that looks the way it should, that, that that the list we're providing isn't just, you know, about numbers, but we're actually looking at the faces and we're saying, okay, let's make sure that we have diversity represented here. And we've always done that. We just haven't done it well enough. Yeah. And then we also haven't really taken a stand with clients to push back, um, you know, but but everybody's willing to listen right now. It's, yeah. a, it's a really special time. And so, you know, saying, no, we really, we we, we insist. Um, so, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard when we have a as I said earlier, regardless of of race and the specific individuals, a lot of this is just teaching brands what's going to work. Yeah. Um and so now saying like this is going to work. This is there's every reason to include more diverse voices in programs, every reason. Yeah. Um and really no reason not to unless you're not a good person. So, yeah, right. <laughs>
1: Yes, so well, I think I, I kind
0: of went on this tangent, but I think, you know, as we're talking about authenticity, we're talking about being our best selves. We're yeah. talking about what matters, this matters, and this is going to resonate and and it's it's time. It's past time.
2: No doubt. And it goes right back to your thought. I mean, it really is about authenticity. I, I, I you know, if you want to share, too, I think you've also I've seen some of the things that you've done talking about maybe perhaps in the business world, focusing more on people's strengths than weaknesses, um, that this might come into play with your thought as well. Do you mind talking a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, thank you. um i it's it was one of the most one of the greatest aha moments I had as a business leader, as a manager um when my business partners, so I have two two female business partners, Cat Lincoln and Stefania Pomponi. And um we believe in, well, <laughs> we call it office astrology. But it's where we do all the, you know, the these inventories and the um, personality assessments, and um, as part of our onboarding process to make sure that we're understanding each other, mm-hmm. that we as colleagues can work well together, um, and that we're understanding we have to meet each other where we sit, um, that I can't make an extrovert out of an introvert or vice versa. Um, you know, but okay, if we're gonna, if we are in a meeting with lots of extroverts, it's on us as managers to say, okay, hold that thought, and look at the quieter folks and ask if they have anything to add, or, you know, come back to them later in the meeting to say, have you thought about this? You know, what do you have to add? It, I mean, that's just, just a small example. But the biggest moment was realizing that, tr- and you know, this, I mean, traditional management, traditional HR, yeah. traditional talent management is, okay, you go into a performance review, and you look at somebody's strengths, and you look at their weaknesses. And then you spend, as a manager, the bulk of your time trying to build up we- from their weaknesses, as opposed to focusing on the strengths. Yeah. And the reality is, no matter how much you work on somebody's weaknesses, they're only going to get marginally better, they're only going to get Incrementally better at something they're innately not drawn to and don't want to do or aren't comfortable doing. Um, versus, you can help grow somebody so much by spending time working on what they're good at yeah. and helping them find ways to grow from there. That's when you get the best results. Instead of, you know, square peg, round hole, round yeah. peg, square hole, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. round and square. Yes. <laughs> um, but you just get so much more out of it. And again, that's, that's recognizing people for who they are and where they're going to excel and, and letting them be that. Um, yeah.
2: And it's so amazing to me that there are a ton of companies that still have this bass backwards, right? You know, this is obviously, you know, if you're a fan of Marcus Buckingham, um, you know, and Don Clifton, these were guys that, that started working at Gallup. I mean, the things that you're talking about, there's actual scientific fact behind it that there are so many companies organizations that will spend time on the weaknesses knowing full well that they're not going to change and you know i'm actually looking at a couple of their books first break all the rules and now discover your strengths that's the whole mindset is you know if you only focus on those things that you can do well you know you're going to absolutely empower people to be able to do more and contribute to the brand whatever the the industry of the company is but man, not just personal you know, appraisals, like you said, but personal development plans, they're all mm-hmm. flawed. They're all working on how can I fix this person? You can't see me doing mm-hmm. air quotes, but fix them. Why would you want to do that? We're all going to have these small issues. Can you get a little bit better? Sure, I right. guess if you put a little white hot spotlight, you can probably grow a little bit, but you don't get to Nirvana. You don't get to the promised land without focusing on how great you are in these specific areas. So, I mean, there's, you know, it's not just that point that you're making there's actual science behind it
0: yeah. there there is and um i appreciate you referencing actual people who have said this other than me and my partners but <laughs> we only needed yours he, you know i'm sure yeah, Marcus right. got it from you like, anyway. i'm some expert um but no but it, it's incredible and it, it matters so much and you know i just we have to manage our business the way we want our team to manage influencers and it's all related Um, and it's all about really pushing for realness and really pushing for authenticity. And, you know, my, my, I'm so happy to see TikTok right now taking off and being like, you're talking brand's language
2: now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh man. Like (laughs) it's, and look, it's, it's great because it's, it's, you know, in some ways it's the opposite of where, um, of where Instagram, left off sort of, Yes, you know, where we've, you want to talk about authenticity. Like, yes, we want people to be real and we want them to talk about products and programs that they believe in, but there's always been an aspect of aspiration, you know, all this aspirational content, the beautiful photos, these lives that we can't quite attain. So there's something to that, that isn't inauthentic, but isn't necessarily the full picture. And it's TikTok is the complete relief of that. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to be me. Yeah. People are making videos without their hair being perfect, <laughs> yes. and they're just being silly and ridiculous. And it's and everybody loves it. And that's to me the pinnacle of. It's almost like where this industry has been heading to its whole life. It just didn't know it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've so I've got a question. It is left field, <laughs> and if you don't want to answer this, I will oh, understand. No. Is it about hair care products? It is not. Okay. <laughs> um, so. Uh, this I'm just curious for your opinion because I can't reconcile this in my brain, so I need your help. It's po- it's a political question, so if you want okay. to if you want to move, <laughs> move away from what we can't. Oh no, let's get okay. political. So here's my here's my thing. I look at, um, I don't know. Let's I'm, let's just use an example of. Let's say the president of the United States. And we, we look at that and who I would consider to be in a position of incredible influence. Okay. So there is like the ultimate influencer. My What I don't get is you and I both know that if any of the influencers on your roster of people that you work with, if they were found to be lying if they were found to be saying hateful racist things if they were found to be a- any of this stuff they would be gone so fast from your roster that they would literally leave skid marks out the door you wouldn't have brands who wanted to work with them you wouldn't th- people wouldn't touch it how on god's green earth Can something like this happen and people still support the influencer? I don't understand when they when they have these proven things that in any other circumstance would come crumbling down. I mean epic fall. Why aren't we seeing that from the people who are the ones who make them influencers? I don't understand for the life of me. We just ran out of time. That's
2: so weird. (laughs) It's so weird.
1: <laughs> I I um, I honest to God want to know your opinion if you're willing.
0: Well, um I have no idea is my answer. I don't understand it. It I mean I I guess I can you know we could talk, we could wax philosophical about why mm-hmm. um people want to believe what he's saying despite uh, oceans of <laughs> yes. literature around why that's nothing that he's saying is accurate or correct and and there is i mean you probably know i mean there's there's something of a war waging about why he's even still allowed on twitter frankly because he has he has violated their terms of service sure. in ways that I see much smaller influencers and just everyday people yeah. getting kicked off for or putting into Twitter jail for. Yeah. And he's not, and he's, in, you know, he's in violation of their terms of service. And yet, um, I mean, I understand that that puts Twitter in a weird position, but, yeah. uh, in other, you know, my viewpoint is that no, no, it doesn't. It's pretty black and white to me. Um, you know, and at least Facebook is taking a stand a little bit now yeah. on yeah. not airing some of the blatant racist and inaccurate advertisements that he wants to that they're that the campaign's trying to run, um, which is a step in the right direction. But it's it is utterly baffling. Um, other than you know, well, I mean, we can say this, and we know that this happens that that social media has allowed us to find people like us mm-hmm. um, and then we can get really you know we can just surround people with like-minded people yeah um, and we don't have to listen to a diversity of voices if we don't want to True. and so um, when if if you're I think in support of our great influencer um, <laughs> and you're surrounding yourself by people who are echoing talking points it, I think it just gets it gets it's, it's noisy and you just do not understand that the, I think there's a huge issue we have, um, in understanding the difference between both sides yeah. and truth and not truth. Yeah. Um, they're not the same thing. I hope that makes sense.
1: It does. You know, and that's the, I, for me, I try to reconcile it with, is there a larger ideal that he's just a, a poster child for, uh, that they believe he is anyways. Is there something that resonate so deep on a, on an inner, you know, a a personal way that they just overlook all the other things. But I, I I just, for the life of me, if it wasn't that it's never accepted anywhere, you'd get fired, you'd get let go, you would be chastised, you would be blackballed, you would be, uh, there would be so many things that happen because of, of, all of the resume of bullshit that has been compiled over years. I just, yeah, I it's mean, gotta be crazy for you in influencer marketing to see that. And does that rub does my, I guess my question is how does that influence your influencers? Do they go, well, I can do this.
0: Yes. And we don't work with them. Um, <laughs>
1: but that's the truth right it is
0: the truth so i will say you know okay to bring this back to i mean just to your point i don't understand why he's not in jail and that's not hyperbole at all this is like i I literally i i do not understand and i'm sure there are really base things that resonate very deeply with his followers um that are ugly frankly um ugly and just at some point delusional and people not, again, not understanding the difference between, Oh, there's two sides to everything versus this is true. And this is not true. Um, but all of that, the, I would say actually to look at the silver lining and to, to bring it back to a business conversation, um, you know, brands used to be absolutely terrified to take a stand on yeah. any social issue of yeah. any kind. Yes. And, and, you know, and we had people in our network who were not selected for programs because they had political statements, um, you know, on either side or on on, you know, which is not OK. If you write about politics, you will not be selected. Yeah. If you write about religion, you will not be selected. Yeah. Um, you know, so so that was that was a barrier, you know, outspoken. Being outspoken on either side, um, that is changing, and I'm really happy to see that. That that started changing. I would say I don't know if you guys remember Super Bowl commercials from two years ago, um, but that was a lot of. It was kind of a somber situation, yeah. mm-hmm. but a lot of them were actually finally starting to talk about things that matter. Um, and you know, um, there were some really powerful messages there, and it was. It's it starting to become a thing where brands who who are neutral are being questioned and being raked over the coals. You know, when people came out with statements even just in the last few weeks about Black Lives Matter, those who got behind it were celebrated and those who didn't say anything were castigated. I mean, this is this yeah. is a this is a moment and this is a change and this is another place where brands are sitting where they are uncomfortable. Yeah. They don't know what to do. But you know, we get to say, "Hey, work with these people who are out here saying black lives matter that shouldn't be a controversial statement that you know like that yeah. th- and and people who are trying to make our country more equitable that's okay for your brand to support in fact that's a great thing for your brand to support mm-hmm. um and yeah. that's a really exciting new development that I hope never changes.
1: You have been amazing on this podcast. We cannot thank you enough for taking the time to uh, talk with us about all this stuff that we just find honestly fascinating.
2: And um, we still have time if she wants to define love as well, (laughs) if we want (laughs) I didn't want to go religion, but if she, you got a chance I to I mean she could. She
1: could. I, we Chris, could oh, make Christy this really an hour long podcast <laughs> featuring yes, Christy Samuels and her love. Yes.
0: My love, right you know, race relations, influencer marketing, yes. authenticity, all things, wherever
1: you want to go. All things sure. This is now your
2: podcast. We are
1: guests <laughs> yes. on your
2: podcast. <laughs> I knew this is how this was gonna work. It's amazing. The tables have been turned.
1: <laughs> What's the best way for people to stay in touch with you, Christy?
0: Um, well, email's great. Um, I am um, Christy. Well, I mean, I have my professional ones, but I'm Christy K R I S T Y S F um, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gmail, um, and my um, I, I will you know warnings that my Twitter, shockingly, my my Twitter account is quite political, and I am quite vocal. <laughs> nice. um, so what? Um, <laughs> at shocking! Mm-hmm. Shocking! Shocking. But, you know, again, I think it's really important. And um, I know we're not talking about it, but, you know, I actually de-linked my company from my Twitter handle um, because I was doxxed once. Yeah. So, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. so, you know, um, but I, that's where you can find me. And I'm I'm sure all of your listeners um, don't have ill intention toward me. Hopefully.
1: No, are you so. kidding me? They're going to love <laughs> you. <laughs> if I could put this episode out tomorrow, <laughs> I would. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. But you
0: guys are you're great, and I appreciate you like coming with me on my like weird journey of bouncing all around from these like minuscule top you know minutia topic related stuff and details about influencer to the philosophy of advertising and race relations. So thank you for rolling with that.
2: Well, we love it. That's that's how our show works, and and you know sometimes you get somebody who's been. on the International Space Station, another one's a, a World Series champion. The other one is uh, screaming at the top of her lungs and is a, <laughs> is a huge influencer. <laughs> and, uh, right. you know, everybody's got to fill that, that gap, and we thank you for that. You, you are fantastic. And, uh, you know, again, hopefully everybody will just take a, a look at your bio in the show notes and just follow along on your journey. We're, we're very excited that we had you on the show. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you Christine. so much.
2: You're fantastic. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks. Rock on. Hey, Rockstars,
1: thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode.
2: Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughts.rock.com. Until next time, rock Rock on. on!